Yeah. The Flathead's only local sports talk show. The Knock on Sports. Six to eight weeknights. Only on 96.5 and 600 KGEZ. Here's your host, Anthony Knockreiner. Welcome back to the Knock On Sports. And joining us right now on the Whitefish Credit Union Hotline, it is a man that can also join me in celebrating this past week as we talk about the Tampa Buccaneers winning the Super Bowl. I know this guy was just about as happy as I was this past Sunday night. It is Richie Melby from Montana Sports. Richie, it is great to chat with you once again, man. And right now, just know this. I am giving you the fist bump as fellow Tampa Bay Buccaneers fans. <laughs> You, you hit it on the head there when you said almost as excited as you were. Because I don't think anybody in Tampa Bay land, Tampa Bay, Champ Bay land, was as excited as you were about that. Uh, yeah, what a what a fun game. What an exciting, exciting time to be, a, you know, all those years of misery that we put up with, with being a Tampa Bay fan, with the exception of the one Super Bowl that was, I mean, seemingly ages and ages ago now. So, yeah, that was exciting to watch. And, man, I wish we could have been there for that after party. <laughs> I wish we could have been there for the boat parade. Yeah, that boat parade. I mean, holy cow. The after party the night of the boat parade was the best thing ever, maybe. Like, what a what a great idea by those guys for a way to do something in a time that, you know, everything is everything is just a little bit different. So everybody get on your own family's boat or whatever it is and, and have some fun. And, uh, yeah, that just looked like a great time down there. Plus, it wasn't 30 below or 40 below or West Glacier 70 below or any of that stuff either. So I'd certainly take that about now. Yeah, I was about to say, I was definitely thinking about that as we get these cold temperatures. I could definitely go down there for that boat parade and how nice and warm and sunny it was. I do got to get your thoughts, Richie, though. Um, I'm going to put you on the spot here. Do you think you could have caught the Lombardi if Tom Brady threw it to you? No, good grief. And you're just wondering what those guys are going to do because they're pretty much known for something, right? Like at every single one of these celebrations, especially one that has Rob Gronkowski involved in it, something's going to happen. And so I didn't see it immediately. I caught it on Twitter later on and was like, well, obviously he's going to catch it or else I would have heard about it before now. But what are they doing? Like you just listen to the announcer on TV. It was the it was pretty crazy. What a what a good time for those guys down there. And you know, like I said, to to have lived in a, a time where Tampa Bay's lost a lot of games um, and see some of those guys like Levante David, you know, one of the most underrated players in the in maybe all of sports at this point in time. Guys like that to get a ring uh, after not even making it to the playoffs during their, you know, Mike Evans and some of these guys. Like that was pretty cool. Pretty cool to be a fan of that. Did you get any Super Bowl championship gear yet? You know, I haven't. I've been I've been trying to figure out. I haven't even ordered like the you know the cliche Tom Brady jersey or not even the jersey, the T-shirt jersey or anything at this point. And I was trying not to jinx it. I know I can't remember. Was it you? I can't remember who we were we were chatting about. I think it was another buddy from up in Cutbank. Uh, Orrin Johnson played football at MSU Northern. Um, lives up in the, up on the High Line now, and he's a Bucks fan. And I saw that he had the old creamsicle Warren Sapp. I was wearing my creamsicle uh, Mike Allstott, and I think you have the creamsicle Legarrette Blunt. Is that correct? Yeah. <laughs> so the creamsicle is what was working for us, clearly. So oh, yeah. next year, all of us fans, you know, the, the five of us that live in Montana just need to get together and make sure that the creamsicles are still out. 
Well, what I'm hoping is we actually get to see the creamsicle come back next year because I'll tell you what, it's getting harder and harder to find like creamsicle jerseys because like I think the only one I saw in NFL shop was a Mike Allstott like NFL match retro, which was going for like 150. Um, it just seems yeah. like you can't find the, the creamsicle jerseys right now. No, no, those were, and I always liked those creamsicle ones. You can call them, you know, everybody else was talking about how hideous these things were. Come on, those things are, those things are historical at this point. And I was, I have to say, I was fond of the black ones as well, uh, when they would occasionally pull out those black jerseys, just because it was a little bit different. Anything beats the cartoon-looking jerseys from a few years back. There's no <laughs> doubt about that. Yeah, and they definitely beat the Arena League rejects that we were wearing for the past five seasons. And imagine that, Richie. As soon as we change jerseys, we go back to being winners. Keep it that way. Keep <laughs> it that way. Some uh, guy named Schmady or something might have had something to do with it, too. But, yeah, I'll, we'll go with the jersey. <laughs> Yeah, Tom Brady having him, it definitely helps. Uh, let me we'll end with this on the Super Bowl talk because we obviously have a lot to discuss with uh, high school sports and postseason. But at the same time, I feel like obviously the offseason we'll see what happens, and it's very, very difficult uh to repeat. But I feel like we got as good a chance as any to repeat and, and win another Super Bowl, at least one more with Tom Brady before he retires. Yeah, and that's just it, as everybody looks at Tom as being forty three and I mean he looks better than I do. He's I think Tom Brady's like eight years older than I am, which is just completely bonkers to say out loud. That's like saying LeBron James is a year older than I am, and we've accomplished almost the same amount of things. But uh, you, they all like to talk about Tom and Gronk and some of these guys. There's a lot of young dudes on that defense, you know, from Winfield Jr. all the way up to, you know, Levante David and Shaq Barrett and some of these guys. These guys are not old. That defense especially, uh, there's a few guys out there, obviously Pierre Paul and some of them, but – Boy, that is a pretty nasty defense to be, you know, to be seen around the league for the next few years, I would think. So, yeah, you got to do what you can with Tom right now. But even after that, just a competent quarterback. Bring back Brad Johnson if you need to. <laughs> just somebody that's not throwing 30 interceptions in a season. Sorry, Jameis. And you've got to think that you've got a pretty good chance with that defense. I think we draft Brad Johnson's son offense. in three years. Yeah, there we go. <laughs> Richie Melby from Montana. Richie Melby from Montana Sports joining us right now on the Whitefish Credit Union Hotline. Richie, let's turn our attention uh, to the MHSA and to postseason formats. Obviously, uh, some news today, Class A, Class C, uh, changing up some locations. Last week, Class AA uh, changed from a playoff format to going back to a state tournament. Um, did you expect this many changes, and can we expect even more, you think, before we get to the postseason? Yeah, probably not a surprise that it's just going to keep changing all over again, I suppose. Um, that's just That just seems like it's the way that this, this has gone pretty much since we had to cancel things last year. Uh, the one thing that was going to be curious to me and interesting to me was just kind of the, you know, what we saw in the fall was they were only going to host these events if you had so many um, spectators allowed. And so that was kind of a key thing from that was, are all of these cities that are lined up to host these tournaments, are they going to be able to allow more than that? And so that certainly played a factor, I think. Uh, you look at the hotel situation. I, I don't know if I was going to be surprised by anything there because we saw Malta and Shelby and, you know, these places were hosting state volleyball tournaments and certainly they didn't have the crowds that they normally would, which none of these are going to have the crowds that they normally would. So, yeah, changing it at the last second, it's good to see. You know, I, I think it'll be fun if you're in Yellowstone County to see Class C out at Lockwood and 
and Class B up at the Metro in the same weekend, and then Class A, they now get an entire weekend of hoops to themselves, at least in state tournament hoops that week before up in Great Falls. Um, so, yeah, I think it'll be a, it'll certainly be a fun weekend. And Class AA getting a state tournament, I know immediately when they announced playoffs, my phone was blown up with a few text messages. We've got to change this. We want to get the word out. And then that petition came out, and, you know, here we are a couple weeks later, whatever it's been, and certainly that, that played a pretty important factor. Yeah, absolutely. It'll be interesting, and we'll get into the basketball formats here in just a little bit, but a, a sport that's going to wrap up a little bit sooner is wrestling. Now, obviously, we're not doing the all classifications and billings like we usually do. All the classifications have individual spots right now. We know the AA is going to be up here in Kalispell, which I'm pretty excited about because I never really get to go to the wrestling state tournament. But um, for Every other tournament, is there a spot picked out for Class A, Class B, uh, and C wrestling right now? And are we going to see divisionals or districts or conference tournaments before the state tournament for those classifications? Yeah, you know, I think there's been some rumblings. Like, we had heard about Kalispell for Class AA ahead of time before the official announcement came through. And um, I think that's, you know, that's that same exact thing where they're where they're looking at where these, these tournaments would be. State A, um, State A in Miles City. Uh, State BC and Shelby, um, State AA and Kalispell, like you said. Uh, the divisionals, yes, it's Class AA right now. That's the the issue with the divisionals, and they're talking about. I know that this is kind of reminding me of the Class AA basketball stuff. Um, the parents don't want each school to only be able to send one kid from a weight class. They want to have divisionals because there's a lot of times that guys that could you know could get on the podium would have a chance to go to state and place. Yeah, that's going to be really interesting. And so, you know, that's why that's why they want to have that same divisional tournament, even if they have to break it up somehow or whatever they've got to do. Uh, they want to be able to have that chance because there are some kids that could go be all state that aren't going to get that opportunity if they can only send one from each school in a weight class. Um, so you hope that they can get that figured out. And, yeah, I think it's kind of fun that state AA, it goes from being in Billings as far in that corner of the state now clear up to your neck of the woods and Kalispell is far up in that corner of the state. And obviously flathead is kind of one of the creams of the crop in terms of uh, recent wrestling history. So it's kind of cool to see them get that opportunity. Yeah. I was about to say, I'm, I'm, I'm jacked for it. I'm going to go try and take in some state wrestling for sure. If I can, if I can, obviously, um, cause like I said, I, I never really get that opportunity. I can't go drive seven or eight hours. I mean, I could possibly, but then I got to try and take off work. It just, it doesn't, it becomes a mess at one point, Richie. Um, but at the same time, it, it is interesting, uh, what the double does. Hopefully they will change that. We'll see what the ADs do. Cause obviously we've seen that they can make, uh, decisions and change formats, even after they've made a decision. Um, but in order to do any of these changes, are they going to have to go through the MHSA still to make that change uh, later? Yeah, I think the MHSA executive board would have to approve uh, a lot of these things. And again, it is up to the classifications to determine. Like Class AA basketball, you know, those, uh, was it superintendents that were originally looking at, or athletic directors, whatever it was officially that was looking at, let's just do a playoff scenario instead of, instead of going through with, um, you know, the state tournament like they normally would. So they'll come up with whatever proposal they have, and I'm sure that's, you know, that's going on behind the scenes all the time, I would imagine, and then ship that off to the guys at the MHSA to say, yes, you know, can the city that you're looking at host this? Do they, you know, what are their county guidelines or city guidelines and stuff like that related to the COVID-19 pandemic? Um, so it's, it's not a surprise that we're seeing it this late in the game. Uh, I mean, 
next weekend, right? The the girls wrestling, we haven't even talked about the girls down in Lockwood, so we're there. We're already at that time of year where, you know, I've seen a couple of uh, district basketball brackets start coming through my email inbox as well. So um, I feel like this went by really, really fast, and obviously it's because we didn't see things in December like we normally would have. We took that entire month off, but, uh, yeah, it's hard to believe that we're going to start start crowning some postseason champions here pretty dang quick and uh, you just hope that since we've made it this far that these teams and these individuals swimming wrestling whatever the you know whatever it may be hoops as well that they can make it into the postseason without having that unfortunate timing like we saw with the missoula big sky volleyball team where they had had to quarantine during the postseason and didn't get a chance to compete in playoff play it's going to be very interesting, Richie. You bring up the uh, all-girls wrestling tournament. What's that format going to look like? Because it sounds like this is going to be all classifications. Um, I know Flatted and Glacier have great numbers in terms of girls wrestling, but what are you kind of expecting? What are you hearing in terms of numbers? How is this going to look? Yeah, you know, Tom Wiley's done a couple of really good stories uh, on the girls wrestling side of things at MontanaSports.com. I know he did one on the uh, – the Great Falls High freshman Taylor, Taylor Taylor, I think her name was. Um, you know, you get a chance right now if if girls wrestling gets to continue past this two year study and stuff like that, you get a chance to be a a four a four year champion if you're a freshman right now. And so that's kind of cool. Um, I know that Slim Kimmel has also released some of the the girls wrestling rankings that have come our way, and uh, there are some teams obviously that has um, that has some pretty good some pretty good turnout and cascade's done a really good job over the past couple of weeks with hosting some of these tournaments uh you know inviting the teams with with girls programs from all across the state up there to come in and and have that opportunity and so you've seen some of them i know tom still has a couple more stories that he plans on unveiling so to speak uh but if you look at like those those top rankings a lot of those names if you're familiar with wrestling uh, Rebecca Stroh out of Chinook, Lily Grismer out of Cascades, uh, Mariah Wall out of Cutbank would be one. The Hoffman girl from Butte. Um, there's a uh, the Skyview girl um, wrestling name, Sabaria, I think it is. Uh, there's a lot of these names that you were familiar with anyways because you've seen these girls competing on the guys' side of things over the past couple of years, and you've certainly seen them if you pay attention at all in, in the summer to the AAU stuff like a lot of these girls have already made a name for themselves. And the, the cool part, I think, is going to be to see the impact that it has on collegiate wrestling. You know, how many of these girls, now that they have decided to wrestle, are going to get that opportunity, whether it's University of Providence, should MSU Northern get a women's program rolling, or we've obviously got some all across the Northwest that they could go compete at, too. So, uh, you know, I think... I think a lot of the focus is on the now, and obviously it should be. I'm also excited to see the -the down-the-road impact that this has. Richie, looking at uh, basketball right now, what's going to be the state of things? Obviously, we know state tournaments are going to happen for each classification. As I mentioned earlier, some movement to where these places are going to be. But leading up to that point, I know AA is going to do one playoff game, win and you're in. What are other classifications going to do? Are they going to stick to what they normally do uh, during a, you know, if we didn't have a pandemic going on, are we going to see district tournaments? Are we going to see divisional tournaments? What are we seeing from the lower classifications? Yeah, I mean, that's the plan. Uh, like I said, I've gotten some I've gotten some uh, emails with district brackets right now. Um, I, I think it wouldn't be a surprise to see what we saw during volleyball if it came down to it, where it was kind of some of those districts had to go like home team playoffs. Um, in in each of the uh, in each of the brackets, you know, the first round game was at 
like say Manhattan Christians boys hosting whoever it might be Gardner. And then you go to the next round and whoever's the higher seed there gets to host again. I would imagine we'll probably have to see some of that. Uh, it is interesting now with uh, the governor lifting the mask mandate and leaving it up to the local counties, which I mean, it's pretty much been that anyways in right. a lot of these counties. So I don't know that a whole lot is going to change there, but should some of those things, you know, now maybe they start allowing more spectators like we saw, you know, class double A increase some of those. Um, if, if that starts to happen, then I think you're going to see, you know, not normal, not typical, certainly in terms of size and attendance and stuff like that. But you have a lot more opportunities to be able to do what we saw with volleyball, where you just host it, get those teams and their fans out, bring in the next two teams and their fans uh, and, and be able to play that way. So I'm hoping so. Like I said, probably within the next week, We'll see more of those district plans start coming into the email inbox, but uh, I would be prepared for anything at this point, which has kind of been the name of the game for almost 12 months now. <laughs> very, very true. Richie Melby from Montana Sports joining us on the Whitefish Credit Union Hotline. Richie, if they want to catch your latest work or the news going on, how can they do that? I just tell everybody to head over to montanasports.com. The gang's doing all kinds of great stuff out there, not just the high school level, but college as well. And uh, there's still plenty more of that to come. Richie, really appreciate the time. As always, really appreciate the insight. You have yourself a great rest of your night. Look forward to chatting with you again soon. Thanks so much, buddy. Have a good weekend.